This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Atlanta United supporters, the pub parties are back. Your five stripes are going to be at Fado Irish Pub in Buckhead or Midtown next Thursday. That's July 21st, okay? Atlanta United taking on FC Cincinnati. Get your friends, family together. Two hours before the match, delicious food, drinks, prizes. Bring your scarves. Bring the passion in uh, Buckhead or Midtown next Thursday, July 21st for Atlanta United. The pub parties are back. With that, we say good afternoon to Jason Longshore. It's Dukes and Bell. This is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're talking about the dismissal of our latest manager with Atlanta United and where this team goes from there. Jason, I just want to start with, with your take on this whole ordeal before we get into specific questions just being a guy that's been around soccer all your life and, and seeing how this has played out with Atlanta United, what are you thinking about the events that played out over the weekend? Yeah, it's been a whirlwind, hasn't it, since the uh, news broke with Joseph Martinez and, and where things stood. I mean, going back to Thursday when Gabriel Heinze spoke to the media and said that Joseph was training apart from the team and that was his decision through today. And, and there have been so many different things. It feels like it's been two months, let alone a few days. Um, it's a weird situation because on the field, I don't feel like they're all that far off. I know they have eight games without a win. You've got five draws in those eight as well that have to be factored in. There's been ups and downs. The last two especially, the game in Nashville I thought was a great fight from a young team and a good performance in coming back from, from behind and getting a result there. The game against New England, a top team in the East, was very close. It's a deflected goal that decides it. Didn't feel like they were getting blown out. It didn't look like the Toronto situation with Chris Armis where it was a 7-1 loss and, and Armis is let go the next day. But as more came out about the behind-the-scenes aspects of this, which I feel like drove the decision, you really didn't have anywhere else to go when you take everything into account and combine it all. We were talking about it earlier, Jason. I got my ticket renewals last week, and that coincided with the news that uh, Joseph is practicing by himself. And then the article that Felipe Cardenas had in The Athletic, where he had multiple sources saying that it was a rift between the coach. So it's just hard not to kind of look at it and say, look, Joseph was the tail wagging the dog on this. 
That's easy to, to draw that conclusion. Uh, Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra said that it wasn't the sole decision-making thing here in this process, which I can understand. I mean, the more we hear, it sounds like it wasn't just a Joseph Martinez situation and other things might have been driving that decision with or without the Joseph element to it. That's what's so confusing and, and difficult here is it sounds like, and not in a typical way, Gabriel Heinze lost the locker room. You know, I, I think when we, when, we, when we hear that and we think that, you see a team that looks like it's quitting on the field. And that's what's so awkward about this. The last two matches, you didn't see that. So it wasn't blatantly obvious that the team wasn't playing for their manager. You'd almost argue the opposite. That's what's so baffling about it. But with these issues off the field and, and training, and, and it seems like more keeps coming out as we go, that's not going to work in this culture. Maybe in other soccer-playing cultures, you can do the things about training. You can train more hours. Hours don't matter. Well, other soccer-playing countries don't have players' associations that, that collectively bargain these things. The whole water situation in preseason, that was an issue. You know, I think all of us who have played sports, we've had, at least at some point in our life, that kind of a coach that doesn't really fly anymore, not in 2021. So all of that wrapped into one is, I think, what made this decision, not just the Joseph situation. Jason Longshore, guys, uh, analyst for Atlanta United. You hear him here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. He covers soccer. Follow him at Longshoe on the Twitter uh, as we talk about the events that unfolded over the weekend. So it's easy for us to say, Jason, that fr- the front office has to get it right. But what does that mean? Like, what do what does this club need, in your opinion, when the process starts, and we know it already has, when you start to look around the world and say, who's the next guy that's going to lead this club? Well, that's what's funny about it is when Gabriel Heinze was hired, most people said that's what the club needed. That was pretty universal across the board worldwide, not just even in the city, not just even in this country. So it's a hard decision, and it's something that, you know, you go back and forth, and, and Mike, you know, you and I have gone back and forth on this. In 2019, the conversation, while results were good, was about style. Right. Now it feels like that is reversed because style, yes, the goals aren't there, but this is a very different style than what you saw under Frank DeBoer, what you saw under Gabriel Heinz. It was more open. It was maybe too risky, you could argue the man-to-man defending, that, that kind of stuff. It wasn't a defensive, boring, negative style at all, and I think Frank's was not that either, but that's where it was portrayed. Right. So it feels like it swung back to results. I think that's what's needed at the moment because this is a team that can get into the playoffs. This is a team that can make noise in the playoffs when healthy. It's about results, not about style. Now, again, that's a kind of a hard thing to balance because last time, it was purely about style, even when Frank DeBoer won the Open Cup third in the season, got to the Eastern Conference Final, and that wasn't making people happy either. And that one was a season, and again, it's uh, Jason Longshore, guys, at Longshoe for your questions about the team. I remember because his reputation preceded him because he had short stints at Crystal Palace yeah. and up in you know, at AC Milan, was it? I mean, it just it was bad. And then he came in here, and we had a really sluggish start. And then we went on an amazing run. I think people, if maybe you don't remember how good June, July, August, September was, right? All the way mm-hmm. through, and then the Miles Robinson injury we talked about. But then, even then, why didn't we go with a South American coach? Would Hensei have been the guy? We would have been in the same boat had we had Hensei here in 2019? He wasn't ready. 
at that point, and this is some serious revisionist history that I think has been played a little bit on this, when at the end of 2018, when Frank DeBoer was hired, Gabriel Heinze had one year in the second division and half a season, I think two halves of a season, the second half of the season he took over and then the first half of the next season. He wasn't ready at that point. It wasn't time for him. And he had done these things by this point anyway that are now coming out. So I don't know if it would have changed. Now I think, Mike, people are reversing it because everybody said South American manager when Frank DeBoer was hired. We don't want a European manager. We want a South American manager. Now I'm hearing people tell me, can't hire an Argentine manager, can't hire a South American manager because of this. And that doesn't work either. Like, it's not about where he's from. It's about the personality. And I think something that, that Darren and Carlos stressed yesterday, and I think this is the number one element to this at the moment, you have to hire somebody who's going to be a cultural fit as a manager of Atlanta United in Major League Soccer because there are things that managers can maybe do or get away with, whether it's not wanting to be open with the media, whether it's not wanting to be accessible to the fan base, whether it's being more standoffish with the players and being the, the my way or the highway kind of guy. That's not really going to work in this league with this player base with the roster you're going to have here. And that didn't work with Gabriel Heinze, and that's got to be something, especially now, taking over midstream, not having a full preseason to, to build a team and get ready, taking over now and needing results to get into the playoffs, that adjustment period has to be almost instant to come into this team and come into MLS. So how does the club adjust with matches next week? I mean, we're at Cincinnati, you know, we, we got Columbus coming. What, <laughs> In two days. Yeah. What, what do we do on the pitch now? that, you know, uh, will hopefully get results. Because, again, all this stuff with the manager is going to play out. We're going to get a guy. We don't know who that's going to be, and you just kind of laid out. But what about the guys on the pitch, and how do they respond to what's been going on? That's the the crazy thing is, you know, you, you hear about the new manager bump. And if the emotional aspects of everything behind the scenes are as they've been described, you should see a team that's fighting even harder on Wednesday in Cincinnati. That should really be a lift. But I don't think the fight's been the issue. It's been about scoring goals and how can Rob Valentino and his staff fix that in a couple of days. That's going to be difficult. Joseph Martinez should be part of the action on Wednesday. Don't know if that's going to be the start. Don't know if that's going to be off the bench. Mm. But the things we've talked about tactically under Gabriel Heinze, you can push those to the side now. I don't think the personality of the team changes. I think they're going to want the ball they're going to want to control the game with the ball, and they will press to win the ball back. I think those things are going to be constant. But you can do them in different formations. You can do them with different combinations. You can do them in different tactics. And I wonder if maybe it's going to be a little more secure, get away from the man-to-man marking, a little more security while Rob Valentino and the staff gets their feet underneath them because they have to get results even in that interim basis to be able to put this team into the postseason when that new manager comes in the door. It's about a minute left here. we got uh, NFL Blitz coming up more on SEC Media Days, too, here on Dukes and Bell. But Jason Longshore talking about the departure of Gabriel Hensay and what do we do now. Going back to the big picture, we started the show talking about this, uh, Jason. Barco, for all the hype, has never lived up. And, again, maybe no one could ever live up to what Miggy did, but Barco hasn't even done what we need him to do. Uh, don't know what Sosa or Moreno are yet. I mean, the, the, the bigger money acquisitions haven't really panned out because we've been able to ride some of these, you know, call-ups and international things. It just seems like we're so flat. So when do the stars start playing like stars? 
Well, I disagree on Sosa and Moreno. Um, I, I think those two guys have played, especially Sosa has played very well. Um, defensively, he's had a couple of mistakes, but on the ball, I mean, people have been raving about Santiago Sosa, so I'm not sure where that, that pushback's coming from. Moreno's not Miguel Almarone. Moreno is a very good player who I think has shown you everything he has in this team. I mean, he was, I believe, in tears after the final whistle with all the work he put in on Saturday. He fights for this group really hard. Barco hasn't been healthy, and Barco has not performed up to the level of the transfer that came in, and he's coming towards the end of a deal. So that's going to have to be a big decision on what is next for Ezekiel Barco. But it sounds like they're going to go back out into the market and try to find somebody to impact this team right now. And I think it's a starter in that front five, either a central midfielder to keep Moreno wide, or it's a winger and bring Moreno back inside. Moreno can fit either place. I think the way this team will play going forward, not in the Heinze style, playing centrally would be a better fit for him. Hey, Jason, and just one thing, Carl. I, I said Santiago Sosa. I should have said Jurgen Dom because Jurgen Dom is a big okay, money guy. Okay. Yeah, Jurgen Dom is a big money guy. And I, don't, I, I, bought the, I told Carl, I got the jersey. I never see him on the field. And, and that's the issue. It's a hamstring issue that has not let up from feels like day one. And it wasn't something that he had at Tigres before he came here. It's something that he has not been healthy for more than I feel like three or four games at a time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 